morning, everybody. James Reese of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. And today, this episode is going to cover part three, the final part of the ramblings of Mad Men between me and Terrence uh, Spain. You know, this is the final part of our conversation. So we get down into the more, I feel, the cerebral aspect of the podcast. We talk about you know, what I like to deem the social media self. That's kind of drawn from the works of Robert Greene, who wrote, you know, the 33 Strategies of War, my favorite book, and then Mastery, The Art of Seduction, and currently the book I am reading, The Laws of Nature, which I'll go into in the podcast with Terrence. I feel it's it's really imperative, you know, to talk about something like that, especially from, you know, just more of a universal, you know, standpoint, especially from a personal trainer, because, you do run into a lot of uh, less than authentic people as a trainer. And in this world that I, that we all live in, you know, who is the real who? You know, what side are we seeing here? Are we seeing the real side? Are we seeing the genuine, genuine article, as I like to put it? Or, you know, are we seeing a manifestation of, of your creation, you know, and that in this? And it's very weird to say that, but it's, it's so true. We also during the episode get visited by a mouse um (laughs) we heard a mouse in the cupboard so uh we try and find it during the podcast that was something that i was like nope we're gonna keep it in because that's just you know it's why the hell not (laughs) and lastly we do uh, a bit of a afc nfc championship sunday predictions i.e which leads into a super bowl prediction so you might want to tune in for that especially considering what is going to come of that. So needless to say, tune in right now for the ramblings of Mad Men part three. But why do I always start every sentence off with but? (laughs) Because everything leads into something else and is related, but not directly. Everything correlates. That's one yes. of my favorite words is correlates. And, you know, touching back with the, like the, the meme thing, I, I'm reading Laws of Nature by Robert Greene. We've talked about this book several times. He mentions the shadow self, which is essentially, in a nutshell, our dark side. That we indulge in, which we all have. We all I don't do. give a shit who you are. You could be, uh, you know, 55, 56 year old, you know, mother of whatever, Christian mother, but I'm pretty sure here and there you. I mean, for fuck's sake, I mean, I got hit on twice today, you know, one of them by a former co worker who she said, Man, I was walking, I saw them legs, and I was like, Oh, okay, well, <laughs> oh, yeah, here's my card, you know, she wants to train apparently, so there you go. We'll see if that happens. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> but, you know, the concept of the shadow self made me think more contemporary. The social media self. In that, I think, you know, with social media, I think it's here to stay. I think it has now become... In one form or, in, or yeah. another. Yes. I think you'll see them get bigger, expand, yeah. grow, and then slowly collapse. Yeah, but... And then I thought to myself, because I was thinking this, I was like, well, what if tomorrow Twitter goes offline, Facebook goes offline, something else is going to pop up. Oh, yeah. There'll be a new thing. Yeah. Because it's... People it's, have gotten too addicted to yeah. almost an artificial spotlight. 
And that's kind of what it is. Like, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember the movies Ed TV and the True? Oh, Channel? yeah. That essentially has happened, but yeah, on a so there. much broader scale. It's not on a network television show. It's on our own damn phone. It's real life. It's it's very much it's real life. It's fake real life. Yeah. For the most part. And see, I thought about that. I thought about it and I asked myself, I did some self-confrontation. I said, okay, James Reese, the person that you are on social media, your Instagram, your Snapchat, your Facebook, are you that person? I don't like lying. I don't get off online. So that's why, like, when I'm on social media, who I am on there, I feel, and I'm a bot, and this is and this is biased, of course, because I am, it's coming from, but I feel that who I am on social media is very indicative of who I am in real life. Except in real life, I'm just much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I, I wanna what I am on social media. I posted what I cooked early because I'm, you know, for not for personal, you know, well, yeah personal training purposes but like this is a side of me that I like to do I like to cook and if we ever meet in person hey, we want to talk cooking we're going to talk cooking but who I am on social media that's who I want to be you know who I am in real life I am on social media I don't want to put on that act because as a personal trainer you know you on social media especially Instagram you come across all different types well not to toot my own horn here but I've always felt pre-TSA, pre-college, pre-high school, all that, that I've been pretty, you know, I'm, I'm real good at human behavior. Knowing when it's real and when it's genuine, you know, not genuine. And as a, you know, as a trainer, you got know, a good bullshit detector. Yeah, very good bullshit detector. I don't know how many fucking people I've... In which if you're someone who constantly cheats on your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, you don't want to be around me because I'll fucking know. I don't know how many times I've been able to spot that. It's freaky. To the point where I can see, okay, yeah, something's off here. <laughs> I can see that, in, and it really does make me, and I have been called a freak before. We all have. But like, I think people really meant it when they <laughs> told me this. Uh, that's just something I, I, I've been able to see. Do you remember in junior high? Mm-hmm. I remember the very first fucking day. We had orientation. All of us were in there, all our pre-pubescent pubescent <laughs> selves. I'm sitting in there with my mom and my sisters, and I'm just kind of looking around. I'm, you know, this kid from Will Rogers Elementary School. All of y'all, everyone else, I have, I have no idea who you are. And I remember watching the two principals up there. It was the vice principal and the main principal talking about each other. And I just kept watching them. Uh, when she was, and, and she, she was the main principal. She was describing the other, the vice principal, if you will. I just kept watching and thinking, hmm. And I kind of like, <laughs> shoulder, I kind of nudged my mom and said, I bet they're having an affair. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the literally the last week of school, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they got popped going at it in the parking lot, but I believe <laughs> by was it our math teacher our math teacher or our English teacher? Oh, I can't. I heard a lot of different that. shit. I just remember it happening. I heard they got popped. All four of them left. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I mean, it was so but it was then I'll say then. That was one example. 
happened a lot when I was even younger and even now but like even on social media an electronic vessel platform whatever you want to call it I watch these and I'm so I'm fascinated by it because I can watch what they're doing on a video something they can edit something they can actually you know let's put the filter on let's cover up these blemishes let's edit it so I don't sound like this and I just there's full control at all times full control and the you that gets broadcast on social media is a very very organized yeah created you it's a created you and I'm kind of like as an observer third party I'm like I'm not into this no I can eh. and in personal training it's so easy for me to spot now almost to the point where it's borderline pisses me off I'm like just be fucking you, man. You know, and that's why when I go on there, I'll I'll show. I'm eating a pizza. I'm eating. I'm eating this. I'm a human fucking being. You're a human fucking being. And that's what every day of my life. Every day, I don't forget that. And even with like my clients, I told them flat out. Listen, let's be real. It's all obvious. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. You're gonna go out. You're gonna have a few slices of pie and a bit more extra plates. I am too. So that's why right now, it's November 29th, 28th, we're going to work harder. So yes. whenever these moments come up, eh, the consequences won't be as much. You can indulge. I, you can indulge. Now and then. Exactly. And I want, I'm real with them in, in, in real life. And even when you go you know, to what we are now with, the cell, you know, with our with social media and the phones, that's who I am now. And... It's fascinating and it's aggravating, aggravating at the same time because I don't understand why, you know, it's, uh, we talked about this, the run, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel social media is essentially just more so than ever where it's the stepping stone to that. On the Basically. Basis, yeah. On the basis of the fact that every time we log in, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Essentially, we almost forget who we are in the now, face-to-face, especially when it comes to ideological stuff, mm-hmm. and then we go and chastise everything. Well, I would never do that, or, of course, this is, and that was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, we're all perfect angels. Have you, you mean, did you get baptized on social media or whatever, <laughs> you know, metaphorically speaking, of course, and figuratively, whatever, you're suddenly perfect? Yeah, sure, I've called out plenty of people on there. That's the way it's portrayed. It's portrayed. You know, but it's like... When did it become wrong to admit that you're wrong? That's a very good question. People can't... And I told, you know, and and across the board... The acceptance of responsibility has disappeared. Exactly. For anything and everything. Anything and everything. What I learned at the Honored Academy was, and it was a very valuable lesson, Never, every rep isn't perfect. No. Every rep. And they, they wholeheartedly believed in that. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's correct. Because I, you know, I've run into trainers and across the board who, when I was, especially when I was starting off, that were like, you gotta... They were essentially trying to tell me, you have to act like you're an expert in everything. From more of a sales approach. I get that, but from who I am as a person, 
I had a big problem with that because it's like, listen, I don't want to bullshit these people and, and just say that I everything I do is perfect because yeah. I am none a, of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm in the gym every day. Everyone in there, all the reps aren't perfect. Their form, their form isn't always perfect. But they all matter. They all matter, and I tried to try and you know, want to ingrain that in them. It's like, listen, you're gonna have off days. You're gonna have on days. Your form is perfect. Then you're gonna have days where you felt it was perfect, but you cheated yourself. You, you cheated yourself out of it because you didn't go with the entire full, you know, full <coughs> yes. motion. And you know, it's that fakeness and just that lack of authenticity that that is something from a more mental, societal, sociological perspective that bothers me. You know, so I do this podcast. You know, yeah, I can edit it, but I honestly don't like to edit it. I just yeah. straight up, I'll make cut it and splice it. But you're going to hear every uh. You're going to hear all those filler words that I'll put in. You're going to hear my dogs barking in the back. Because that's real life. You it's know who you are. It's who you are. And so, do you feel that, because I've been talking a lot here. <laughs> you got me on a tangent. <laughs> but do you think that there ever will be somewhat... Of a breaking point. Not and what I mean by break, I mean B R A K E. You know, or breaking. Or people, <laughs> oof. Make a love ultra, folks. <laughs> you think there'll be a breaking point when people stop and kind of like, mm, you know? Man, I hope so. I don't really think so. Because you don't use social media a lot. No. Y'all can follow me at absolutely nowhere. Yeah. I don't have that shit. Yeah. But I think. There's a large enough percentage of society that's become kind of addicted to it, yeah. that needs it. it. It really is giving them validation. and No matter how real or fake it is, yeah. I don't think they're going to let go of it. As a whole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it will, it will be sticking around. It also makes too much money. Way too much. I mean, it's just... Facebook has become, even though it's, I think it's on the decline, I guess. Man, they got rich off that shit. Oh, yeah. Easily. But, you know, also at the same time, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it's on the decline, incline. But. Oh, it's, yeah, it's still on the incline, too. You're just seeing different things kind of. Yeah. Leapfrog a little bit. No, now this is the cooler one to be on. This is the one that people give a shit about. Like. And it'll keep doing that. I try to make the best of it, though, in terms of, like, using it as a tool. Oh, yeah, and it's definitely a tool. And if I go at it with that approach, more so that, then I'm better off with it than without it. Because, you know, um, you come across, I've met several trainers who don't have that. Well, it's like, well, I I understand why you don't want it. It's, I mean, it's aggravating and, you know, just really. Certain people have become disenchanted with the entire idea. There's no real draw or pull to the. Fakeness, the fake like the social media world for me. Yeah. There are a few people out there, such as yourself, that present a more accurate picture of who yeah. they are. Not a ton, but there are some out there. Yeah. But just overall, it's it's kind of like you always say about people posting memes. It's just very hollow. It's all this little goodwill and cheer and people making themselves feel better. Yeah. But it doesn't generally ring very true. 
it all just feels like an I'll pray for you. Yeah. A nice thing to say and it's oh, this is how I project myself to be, this is who I am. Yeah. Who are you really? Who are you in real life? Yeah. And, and I don't feel like it's generally very accurate. I agree with that. Because I feel, you know, and we're, you know, southeastern New Mexico natives, west, you know, currently living in West Texas, so we constantly hear that every day, you know, just that either God bless you, I'll be praying for you, you know, stuff like that, which, you know, to those out there that generally do it, because that's a part going back to what we mentioned earlier, you know, a lifestyle, yeah, okay, and then, okay, I appreciate it, I don't know if it's going to work or not, maybe it won't, probably won't. If it does, then cool. At least well, I know that you're... Nothing you're, against anybody who feels like praying for somebody yeah. is a productive thing to do. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you not to pray. I think in general we've just gotten to these little, almost, witticisms yeah. Yeah. that people are using in place of actually helping. Yeah. In place of actually making a difference. It's like, uh, you know, to make themselves feel good, I'm on a hashtag. And, yeah. You know, this this might upset some people, but it's um, being a DHS veteran for nine years. 9-11 was always a very weird day to work on. Yeah. And when you see on social media, what's the hashtag you see? Never forget. Well... I'm a TSA, you know, when you're a TSA worker that long, well, clearly only on that day, you, you really, well, portray yourself as believing in that, but (laughs) the rest of the year, you're totally treating us like a bunch of human garbage. And that's just that falsehood. I I just can't, when you constantly interact with it, you don't want to become it, at least in my case. Yeah. I definitely can relate to that. You don't, you don't want to become that. And I'm not saying I've had my moments where I may have kind of drifted onto that side of the aisle, but when we all do, we've already established that we're not perfect. But no. we actually believe that. Saying that you're not perfect is completely different than actually believing in it. Understanding And understanding it and actually embracing <laughs> it at times. Yes. Because, I mean... Being okay with it. I mean, you know, because we've both established that we... We use marijuana as a medication. Well, there's going to be plenty of people out there who are like, "Well, what, what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What did, what, where did your parents fail at? Where did you fail at? Exactly. You need to come with me. We, we, you know, I'll pray for you. Whatever. You need to come and hang out. It's like, that's you, man, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's your, you know, hey, if you want to believe in that and do that, fine, but but what may help you, quote unquote may not actually help me. I'm telling you, But there needs to be a better understanding of the fact that not everything everybody does has any effect on anybody else. Yeah. It's a follow we all like to believe in. And in some cases, I mean, like, you know, uh, I post on the, like Facebook, whatever. And there was a period, I think, I, I was going through, you know, I was... You know, get a bit personal, and then I 
still do from time to time get someone that says, hey, man, I really actually enjoyed what you said on this and that. I didn't, you know, and they won't DM me. They won't comment on me. They'll just tell me in private. And it's not, you know, when you hear that stuff, it does really put you at a pause and makes you think, well, I guess I'm doing something right. Yeah. To a degree. And that's why I keep up with it. I mean, I have my days, of course, where I don't. We all do. Where I don't want to go, where I want to delete it all because I'm so sick and tired of seeing just a bunch of crap. It's like, and then there are days I I have fun with it. Yeah. You know? And getting those little messages, you know, it'd be good to have it reinforced that there are actual real people out there. Yeah. Who are who they are. Yeah. You know, Flawed and need a little bit of help. Yeah, you're able to do so. Able to do so, and you go with that. But you know, it's just that authenticity of of society, which it's just becoming more and more artificial. Sadly, oh yes, and celebrated. So I mean, you know, that's why we were. I have a podcast or blog, you know, because there are still authentic parts, organic grassroots, whatever you want to say, that needs to be shown. Yes, the struggles of it. The reality. Yeah. You know, the reality of it, you know, I... We've become a little disconnected from reality. Yeah, we have. You know, and it's good. You know, I do take breaks from social media from time to time, but one of my other qualms with it, if you will, well, people, I guess, more, when everyone announces it. Yeah. I'm going to go on a social media break for a good month and get my head shit, you know, head shit. <laughs> <laughs> get my head straightened out. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> and then you'll see him four days later. Yeah, I was going to say, how many of them actually even do it? Yeah. I mean... It is an addiction. I truly believe that. Uh, yeah. People have... I will, I will agree with you. They have a dependency on social media. You know, I have been off of it, you know, time to time, and it's nice to essentially get away because you get, you know, whatever. But I don't announce it. I'm not going to go. No. I'm done. Well, I mean... Snapchat, I did something, not necessarily in the, uh, maybe the same vein, but I asked myself one morning, so why do I have Snapchat? And the only, the number one reason, or title, well, I won't say title, another one. I can still, still keep up with people, because for some strange reason or the other, I know a lot of people who that's only, that, that's all they talk through, is Snapchat. Okay. That's the only reason why. Yeah, that's one I've never understood with Snapchat. You know, and then, you know, here's the realistic nature of it, too. It's also, you know, hey, if, you know, <laughs> women I'll like to send things. The, the, the yeah, prettier women. The pr- yeah, yeah, you know, you meet a young lady like to or whatever. Be a little she gets revealing. A little, yeah, that, you know, they that, that's interesting. It's, you know, and that and that's it the It's interesting. That. I'll give you that. It's interesting. That's that. the human side of it, and... You know, it's just kind of like, dang, okay, you know, whatever, that that's the man side of it. And I'm not afraid to say that. No. I'm not afraid to say that. And yes, we are in a very oversaturated political correctness um, society, whatever you will, trend. I think it's more of a trend. I think I, I, I have the hope. I hope you're right. I hope it's going to die. Because the more, I, I've been in my own, you know, once again, in my own personal life practicing just the idea that Listen, man, I know who you are. 
I see the crap you put on there on, on, on social media about hashtag this, hashtag that. I know who you are. You're not fooling The me. reality is much different. Yeah. Going back to, you know, MMA thing, Conor McGregor is not exactly one of your favorite no, persons on the planet. Can't stand that son of a bitch. Exactly. Because, I mean, and, and you called him fake yes. in one of our recent conversations because you don't know who, who are we getting here. Who is well, he? he's just out there to put on a show. Yeah. He's the embodiment of the new age WWE <laughs> mentality that's kind of slowly growing within the UFC. Yeah. And he's been a very large part of that. We're going to keep this in, but as we were conducting this interview, we just heard a mouse essentially in our cupboard. I'm not going to edit this out because this is real life. We have been on this whole tangent, so why the fuck would we stop here? I'm going to sit here at the table and do some commentating. I'm going to look for the damn mouse. He's going to look for the mouse because we heard it across from him. And this mouse now has given us grief for the past few months. Um, it's me- like a fucking movie. Exactly. It's very much like a movie. I'm trying to think if there was an episode of Friends that had that dealt with the mouse, but we've tried. We're, we both love animals. We both like animals, you know, and we one day came close to ending this mouse's life, or at least the one that we think it is. And maybe our humanity got the best of us. And we thought we... I thought I captured it in one of my backpacks. However, the mouse is still around. And I'm amazed at how versatile the creatures are. We heard it. I almost want to say it was in the... I almost thought I heard it underneath that light there in the kitchen. Because I heard it. It was a loud tapping. Right here? Yeah. Whether we find this mouse or not, it's probably hearing us right now thinking, oh boy, the jig is up. It's probably thinking it has our fucking number. And we cannot oh, it has our number. <sighs> he got quiet. Yep. It sounded like tiny raindrops out there. What the hell is that? <laughs> I thought it was our uh, my dog, Charlotte. That's what I thought at first. She has a very distinct tap. But that's real life, folks. See? Yes. I guess we could have added that. Out. Well, I'm not adding that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, you know, across the board from a, you know, from a, from a professional standpoint, I understand the need of social media. You, you know, it's needed. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I'll post videos of cooking me working out and stuff like that because in the back of my head, I'm trying to encourage people, hey, I can do this and so can you. You know, I've been a bit on the heavier side, but when you want to dedicate your life to something, you want to chase something, you can do it. Maybe it's a bit cliche, sure, whatever, but just go for it, you know? And good and, and that's bad. a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I've been told by some trainers, you know, you're too honest. I'm like, I'm no, I'm, I'm perfectly where I need to be. I don't want to scapegoat any of these folks any of that and so you don't have to bullshit somebody to help no, them out you don't want to, yeah you know yes I do make a living off this but at that same time I'm not gonna cheat them out like I'm gonna charge you 60 bucks for a 30 minute 
workout session, which probably works in Hollywood, but it does not work in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> not that I want it to work because I'd eat until bad. It's like shit. I can't charge you that much. And if you're paying 60 bucks for a 30 minute personal training session, you're overpaying. And I'm a good trainer, but you're overpaying. It's way too much. So, but I mean, you know, going back to the McGregor thing, like I mentioned earlier, kind of my what natural born skill skill set, whatever you want to call it. Like to me, he's very much in the same with Muhammad Ali. Like he knows what he's doing. He's putting on this portrayal. It's a show. Act. It's a show. If you notice, when he loses or, you know, this po- the post-fight conferences, he gets very, you know, philosophical, straight to the point, straight shooter. He beat me. I didn't beat him or I beat him. He was good. You know, like, then you can see where the facade goes down. Or facade. A little bit. He's typically little. already preparing for the next fight. He's preparing for it. Calling somebody out. Yeah. He just keeps the game rolling. He keeps the game rolling. And, you know, I mean... Who is the real Conor McGregor? I don't think any of us know that. Yeah. Probably, uh, you know, his family, small circle, his friends, trainers, don't know who he is. I mean, I still think the shit with Floyd Mayweather was... Yeah, it was just a money grab. Money grab, and, you know, you can't even fucking read! You know, I'm pretty certain, maybe beforehand or whatever, afterwards, they were like, we'll do this, because... I mean, it's... Oh, man, both sides knew it was... Oh, yeah. Be. It's gonna be this, you know, that's why... The whole thing went... Exactly to plan. Yeah. People watched it. People watched it, and there you go. They'll watch it again in another two or three years. Two, three, uh, shit. God, I hope that doesn't happen again. Because it ain't happening in an octagon, that's for sure. No, no. there's no chance of that, but no I think it will happen again. Yeah. Too much money involved. Too much money. Very much so. You know, kind of going back to just the idea of just this this validation, you know, with social media hearing to stay and its usage, like, I mean, we mentioned, okay, we were talking about Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and just the, the, the demeanor they have. And you mentioned o- o- Odell Beckham Jr., like, arguably products of this current generation that's just a bit too absorbed into the it's the Le'Veon Bell show it's the Antonio Brown show self gratification self gratification and they're putting that over almost almost a need for worship yeah from those around them yeah and you know you know we talked I said it earlier I don't think right now I was a teammate of them on the Steelers or anybody I wouldn't want them on my team no you know I I mean I know I I mean, shit. I don't want you on my team. No. You're too full of shit. You're not about... You're about self I mean, you're not about this team. You're not about winning. As a Colts fan, I would not like to see any of the three wind up on the Colts. I do not believe any of them would bring the right team mentality you have to have yeah. to fit into that locker room right now. Mm-hmm. And in a team sport, you know, like the greats. They did believe in that. You know, I'm a big Laker fan. Kobe, so de facto, Kobe, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. But even they put aside that bullshit for them, those years they won that championship. Yeah. 
That's why I always feel that Kobe versus uh, Kobe couldn't do it without Shaq, whatever, whatever. You really look at those championship teams, that was once again another example of everyone putting in the work. They knew what job they had to do. Kobe, Shaq, all the offensive, you know, just destroyers going in, yeah. you score us points. You keep us in the game, you know, you keep them out of the game. But you're going to have all these other role players, you know, that this is your, you're going to fill in this gap. And, you know, with those guys, I think they just, and other athletes like them who just have that self-absorbent shit, you know, forget about that, especially in the team sport aspect. And, yeah. I mean, kind of sounds like it's only going to get worse and worse. It's the way, that's the way it feels right now. You know, you're getting the people at the highest at the highest level, at their positions in their respective sports. At times, they're getting kind of above the game. Yeah. And it's I don't think it's really helping. Nope, I don't think it is. Those three, you look at the talent of them. Man, you you see what they're capable of. Yeah. What Antonio Brown can do for a team, but then you see the mentality he brings and the way he yeah. divides everybody. It's a new age of player with different priorities. Yeah, new, very new age. You know, I would say, you know, I, and I've said this once and I'll continue to say it, but like everything changed in two thousand and seven or eight with yeah. the introduction of the smartphone. It yeah. really did. That's no bullshit. Because it was now, not that, you know, even when Facebook was not before the smartphone, you couldn't be at the club and check in. You couldn't take video of this, this, and that, or train that. You'd have to do it beforehand or after the fact. And then, you know, there was a point I think you couldn't even post photos or, I mean, it's just evolved that much. But, like, even when it was around MySpace and, and, and Facebook, I do remember MySpace. Yeah. Miss MySpace. <laughs> but like, it didn't it even, awesome. even when it was around, it wasn't as controlling until that fucking smartphone. And then the, to me, that's, you know, now that we're, you know, we're right now in the now, that's probably the biggest culprit of it all. It's like, you've allowed nonstop, you know, access and peek into, you know, if you do choose to do so, you know, you let others in. Everybody has their own personal spotlight. Yeah. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And more often than not, the spotlight's just essentially covering... <laughs> That's all I need to say. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, and kudos to those that use that spotlight for something good, whether they're in an animal rescue, which I do, you know, that's why I like social media too, you know, you, you see a lot of that. I mean, I... Love seeing, you know, stuff from, like, we're, you know, we're Tara and Charlotte, where we're, they're, you know, continuing that stuff. That's good to see, because they're using that spotlight in that manner. Yeah. And, you know, it's like anything else, it's just depending on how you use it on it, but as a trainer, you, you, and to any other the personal trainers out there, anybody in general that, that's just, uh, you know, trying to be a small businessman, you know, large businessman, whatever, you got to use it right. You know, don't, you know, like I... You know, we, we know how I am politically, especially with who's, you know, who's in charge right now as a former government <laughs> officer. You know, I keep my political stuff out of my business stuff because that's when you're in that aspect of it. I don't think they give a shit about who you voted for, truly. Well, it shouldn't matter. They shouldn't matter. We're, we're in here to talk, 
and do business. Yes. You're getting your reps in. I'm showing you how to get your reps I'm in. I'm here to help you improve. I'm here to help you improve. You the know, rest of it is secondary. It's, it's very secondary. And so that's the biggest mistake I think right now that we're, you know, politics is seeping into everything. You know, that's why I can't yes, step foot in a church because I just, it's so politicized right now currently with, well, you know, the the stupidest thing I think I've, you know, and I continue to hear it is the whole, well, well Trump sent God. Well, here's, you know, or God sent Trump, whatever. I think it's stupid across the board if God sends any president. Because that's coming from your point of view. That's coming from your personal belief system, whatever. That you're, you're trifling with an idea that is far beyond you. Well, it's beyond a lot of people's comprehension. It's, yeah, it's beyond. It's beyond their comprehension, and uh, it's the whole God was going for the Yankees thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. And, and, was he? Does God give a shit about who wins a damn game? I don't think he does. Or he or she or whatever the hell. You know, whatever. You, whatever. I don't think they give a shit. But that's where the ego and, you know, that's where it comes in. You want to believe in that. And people do. You know, that. But then once again, you know, you mentioned the words, well, spontaneity, statistically. I mean, it's just. Randomness, chaos, basically. And I don't get, I don't, you know, with my clients, back to the, you know, I really haven't, I don't want to bring that in there. Because it's like, all the work we're doing in here is because of you. Yes. You're putting in this work. You're here for you. You're not here for me. You're not here for this person. You're here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to invest in yourself. And people seemingly love to bypass that. Oh, Yes. You know, you can invest in yourself plenty of ways. Your health, you know, monetarily, you want to start doing some stocks or whatever, but, you know, you got to know how to control the drug that is social media. It's like endorphins. You know, you just, I know how to control myself in the gym. I don't get out of control with it. And so, thus, I try to apply that same rationale to everything else I do in my life, social media included. So, I don't know. Do you ever see yourself getting back on social media? Mm, as far as me personally, no. Yeah. See, I know me and you have discussed a few different things as far as possibilities, yeah. podcasts, so on and so forth. Yes. If we ever did get anything like that going, I'm sure we'd both be involved yeah. in social media stuff for that. But yeah. me personally, no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a social media connoisseur, would that be accurate, you think? I guess so. Or not enthusiast, because I'm not, I would say just more, I'm a user, social media user. That's probably just the best way to go with it. I do look at how the way others that are a bit higher in the upper echelon, quote unquote, how they handle the, the, the negativity because you know in my, my my head I always think well what's the worst case scenario so of course with this podcast or whatever anything I do I know I'm always gonna there's always gonna be that troll that asshole whatever the, the contrarian yep you know how do I handle it like today for instance you know you know I do favor deliveries and so on Facebook there's this uh, web uh, a page for the drivers to go on to kind of give everyone helpful hints that's what I like to do <laughs> 
I like to give everyone hope wins. This place is closed, or occasionally I will like to say a joke or something. Yeah. Which I do joke. But then today, there was this one individual that went on there and was like, this is the stupidest thing. I can't wait to get on with Uber Eats, <laughs> you know. And it took every ounce of me. I really wanted to reply to that and say, well, what was the point of this? Do you, you know, an approach? And just, this was stupid. Clearly, you just, whatever. You could have kept that to yourself, but you wanted to come here to make a point. Because you, A, want to rile someone up. Because behind your keyboard, you have been some way convinced in yourself that you have power. That you're omnipotent and you're just cleansed of any kind of negativity. When in reality, you probably aren't that way. No. You're probably, you know, and especially in a confrontation, going back to Donald Cerrone. Cerrone. I always butcher his last name. Cerrone. Cerrone. Sorry, man. But that whole thing of just... uh, I love meeting these people in real life because, and I have, I have, they're chicken shit. They're not who they are. It's like, come on, man. Like you're going to talk all this shit, but now here you are, whatever. All right, whatever, man. So we, we know. Then of course they'll go back on social media and start attacking me again. It's like, what the fuck? That's all they have. Though. That's all they have. And so, you know, it, it's, it can be powerful. Especially when it comes to, you know, certain hashtag movements where the simplest accusation simply means must, it must be true. I know better than that. Unfortunately, there's quite a few people that don't. Uh, Yeah. And so, I mean, but when I say that I know better than that, that's not something I believe. Well, I believe in it. But it was something that I had to go through. And I've had some interesting conversations. I say some. A lot of interesting conversations where I say, no, 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 no. Let me explain to you why I am this way. And no. then when I go through the everything that occurred, it's like, oh, okay. I see. And once again, you, you know, the authentic side of me. And there's plenty of people I know that we philosophically or in the same boat, I won't go and outright support them because there's just, for me personally, there's certain things that I'm just not, I know how you are. Yeah. I know who you are, but I also know how this is. So, yeah. But I won't go on there and I won't bash them. I just, I'll keep it in private. Yeah. But, hmm, hmm, hmm. Social media. I'm glad I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. You never know. It just depends on the usage of it. Right. I think that's the moral of it. But I don't know. In closing, I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff. I, mean, I think essentially, I think it's just a matter of just be who you are. Exactly. We're living in this society that seemingly wants to be make it more and more cardboard-like that we have to be delicate. You know. Yeah. There needs to be a, a counter-movement against that. Whether it be in podcasts, blogging, having a conversation at the coffee shop, the pub, wherever you're at. You know. Challenge. Every movement needs to be challenged. And, and in social media, that, that movement itself needs to be challenged. Yes, it does. It has to be challenged or, you know, challenged in the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but 
Lasting remarks? Well, just glad we got to do this. Got to talk about quite a few things. Yeah. Touched upon a lot of good things. I think are definitely out of our episodes, this is the one where the deeper in terms of the philosophical out the and the overall outlook of things, which you know is always evolving. Yes, oh yes. And it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. And that's the uh goes with age. Yes. Well, age, experience. Yeah. So one more thing. Super Bowl prediction. Hmm. Oh, man, that is a rough one. I'm going to go ahead and... I know a lot of people won't agree with this. I don't think they're going to agree with anything. (laughs) I'm going to say it's actually going to be Chiefs-Rams. Chiefs-Rams. I'll concur. I think that that's what... We're going to have one of those seasons in the NFL where you have the two most dominant just teams just... Go at it for once. There's not going to be a sneaky wild card. I mean, we've already established that. We they they've Dallas lost, Seattle lost, Chicago lost. Yeah. Um, I think that's just what it's all been amount this year. We've already seen them play. Um, off the podcast, we you know we talked about how I'm you know the. I don't know about you, but that Monday night game was the greatest game I've ever seen. Oh, easily. You know, in in, in terms of the offensive, I mean, if you're a defensive guru, you probably were. You know. Pissing nails or whatever, you know, you find. No, that was one of the fun parts is both defenses didn't play well, but both defenses at, defenses at times made some big made plays. Made some big plays. Absolutely. And I think you would see that again. Yeah. I think um, I do think that uh, in this match, I, I do think that the Chiefs will even it up. I think that they'll go in. High-scoring game, of course. Um, I think they'll – I think Mahomes will learn. Go in and – I mean, if he wins this, you, you you got a bold statement, bold fucking statement, but I think you have to really look at this as being one of the the best two years, starting first two years in any any NFL player's career. You have to look at it as like one of the best, if not the best. It's a bold fucking statement, but it I, is. Mean, <laughs> I mean, you, he, to me, he's the NFL MVP, you know. Goes in, wins the Super Bowl, year two. I mean, first year of starting. First year of starting. I mean, definitely the first two years. Now, will it lead to a Hall of Fame career? That is to you know to be determined. We will see. To be continued, and I just I gotta go with the Chiefs on this on this one. You I'm know, to say Rams. I'm a bit biased. <laughs> oh yes, I'm a bit biased. I'm a Texas Tech Red Raider. I've I've met Pat Mahomes, talked with him a few times. He is, you know he's a very, very nice dude. Very, uh, and he's a damn good football player. Damn good football player. Great football player. We'll, we'll step it up a notch. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to need one more year to win the Super Bowl. Oh, so, I mean, okay. I think, yeah, you know. Now. They keep the pieces together. They can do it. Oh, if they do. I'm going to say the Colts are going to. The Colts are going to oh, have Colts, something to say next I year. I think the Colts are on the up and up. The Colts are definitely on the up. They had a hard loss to them yesterday. Chiefs outplayed them. The defense ate them alive. But you got that did happen. I, but the I, Colts are going to be—they're going to be standing there next year. They'll be there. I do believe that Andrew Luck is the comeback player of the year. Um, oh, easily, easily, mentally, physically, he came back and done it. You know, you can't—you you can't deny that. I mean, you could also throw Deshaun Watson in that conversation, but I mean, 
Um, I just got to give it to Luck. You know, he just came in there, you know, uh, what was it, 0-5, 1-5? One just 1-5. 1-5. To come back from that, to lead your team into that. To come back from that. Yeah. Under a first year. In coach. the preseason, he wasn't throwing a normal-sized football. There you go. He had been that far removed from the injury, and still he wasn't sure if he'd ever get to play again. Yeah. And then they go 1-5, and five and it doesn't look good. And boom, you come back. But they showed that they've got a lot of heart. So that'll be something to look at next year. Yeah. But the Rams are going to be winning the Super Bowl. Very, very, very possible. I think just one of those team of destiny years where you got the you know the two top teams once again playing each other. Hell, I'll take it. That's I mean you're going to get a marquee matchup regardless. Oh yeah. This it's is going to be, be an offensive be a, Super Bowl. Yeah. Game. This is going to be a high scoring game. And I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. And so I mean. But once again, I've mentioned uh, in, in, in prior conversations outside the podcast, I mean, it's a lot of Mohicans. I think that this is going to be the year that we really see the last of a, a Brady being in the Super Bowl, but potentially Breeze getting to that, to that moment again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already saw Phillip Rivers kind of just <laughs> make his regular exit. Yeah, make his regular exit out. And then, you know, I, I just think that when you got Mahomes um, – Golf, uh, dare I say, Winston Foles, and well, old boy in Cleveland, you know, old Johnny. Yeah. I keep calling him fucking Johnny. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield over there, you know, Baker Dangerous. I'm He's going to be fun to watch next. He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we mentioned Dallas earlier. I did mention that I think Dallas will win the NFC East next year. I, I'll. I, I'm willing to bet money on that. I think they will. I think that... Um, Dude, right now, I'd say it looks like a very yeah, good prediction. Very good prediction. There's you a know, high chance of it. Off-season, they get healthy. You go to that fucking star. I know what they're training with over there because I've been asking. <laughs> you know, they got state-of-the-art equipment. They get healthy. They get better. They get more in sync. You know, and I think it honestly would be better for football. In general, you got to have those doubts. I mean, with the Patriots on the decline. They're on the decline. I don't give a shit who you are. If you're from fucking Boston, fucking Beantown, whatever you want to fucking call it. They're on the decline. So you need that other... And, and Dallas, despite A lot the of fact people are going to be upset that you said that shit. I don't give a shit. No, I don't either because I agree with you, but... <laughs> you know? Call on the dad. Leave me a voicemail. I don't care. I'll challenge that. But nonetheless, they got the bye, though, James. They got the bye, though. That's wonderful. That's great. And they beat the hell out of the Chargers. Shit. Chargers beat the hell out of themselves every damn year. Nonetheless, I do think that Dallas would fit the role perfectly of being that, you know, even though they haven't been to the Super Bowl, won a meaningful playoff game in a long-ass time, (laughs) they still carry that cloud of them. It's the Dallas fucking Cowboys in the playoffs. They're ahead, so you have, I mean, the perfect, I mean, they fit the role perfectly, being the heroes, villains, whatever, but, I, you know, next year, uh, New England, nah. this is it. Do they make the playoffs? Next year? Yeah. Ah, uh, wild card. Wild card? I think, yeah. Well, oh, shit. Can I, can I, can I call Mulligan on that? You can. Okay. I think that though, because that division is shit. <laughs> that <laughs> yes, division, it is. That division is shit. I think they'll probably take it again, division title, but I think they'll be a 
they'll still play Wild Card Weekend. They'll win the division, but they'll still play. I think Kansas City. Um, what's that other team? I'm s- in Indy. Yeah, I'll go Kansas City. Dude, I'm calling Indy to have yeah a much better chance at home field advantage yeah, for next so. uh, next year's playoffs. Kansas City, Indy injuries barring, they take yes. You know, if they make the right moves with the cap space they've got, yeah, and they keep Luck healthy, which they and that offensive line did a beautiful job with it this year. To keep it up. Uh, I think they'll be. They'll be up there with the Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs record-wise. Yeah. Uh, NFC side, if I said Dallas will win the NFC East, I think they'll have one of the buys next year. Ooh, that is a that's a brave. I think they'll do it. Statement. I got. I still got the Rams taking the one. I still next year. This is some bold shit. Ooh. Next year, so the Rams are about to lose the Super Bowl and then be number one next year. Yeah, in the NFC. In the NFC, I got next year. I'm just spitballing. Rams one, Dallas two, Seahawks three, Chicago four. Hmm. You got it on tape. That is what's gonna happen. I think that's what's gonna. Whew. And I have been good with sports predictions in the I'll past. I'll be interested to see if those come through. Yeah. NFC, uh, AFC, um, Chiefs won, Colts two. Texans three. So well, Texans. Because yeah. they're in the Colts division. Texans three, uh, Patriots four. So the Texans will have to get in basically as a wild card. So they'll have to be... Four or five. Four or five. Or maybe five or six. Yeah, five or six. Because they won't be be able to win the division. I guarantee they will not win that division next year. Okay, so no, let me me rephrase. Mulligan on that shit. Okay. Chiefs, Colts, Patriots. Mm. Shit. Patriots that high again next year, huh? Browns. Do they finish with a better record than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Fuck yeah, they do. Steelers on the down. They're on the down slope. It's 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 that's gonna be it. Chiefs, Colts, Patriots, Browns. New coach enthusiast. Uh, I think with Cleveland. Depending on what I, th- I think, that's gonna be a good thing. I think that. They, Baker is going to be the dude for him. He's, I mean, to go from fucking what the record they had last year to now. Oh, yeah. And look at the, from the point that they changed over coaching. From that point on, they had not done shit. And from that point on, I mean, you they were, were at least making noise. They were making noise. And I mean, jeez. You just. Nick Chubb was a bad motherfucker. Yes. Baker Mayfield occasionally wakes up feeling pretty fucking dangerous. <laughs> He'll wake up even more, and I think he will. I think he just he knows it. He's the king of Cleveland right now. Yeah, and he's gonna go with it. I think Cleveland believes in him. The Browns, the city. I think he's a bit. Um, you know, Manziel's always thrown is like, well, you don't want to be another Manziel. That's fine. 
you know, um, just seeing Baker operate. He's almost been the polar opposite of. I think he has to because he just, I mean, has he fucked up? Yes. Yeah. We've all fucked up once again. And he's learning the game, but he's learning it quickly. Yeah. Quickly. And he's not fucking up. He doesn't seem like he's, if he parties, he seems like the guy who's going to want to party at his house. Yeah. And he may not go out to the fucking club and. Dude, it feels like he's taking an NFL team kind of with a college mentality. Yeah. Like that. Oh, man. It's invigorating as a, as a, as a fan. He gave his old coach hell. <laughs> Staring that motherfucker down. And he got a lot of shit for that, but you know what? I can't blame Baker. Dude, I think it helped him get that team on his side. I can't blame Like him. I say, it's kind of like a college mentality, but it was the whole... Us against you. Yeah. You're why we did bad. Because in college, you're not you. going to see the fucking coach get fired midseason. And then suddenly, oh, he's with... I mean, that's like saying, okay, well, you got fired from fucking, you know, UT. Yeah. Like, what, you're on the Texas Tech staff? That's exactly. not going to happen. But in the pros, that can happen. And yes. so... I, can, I don't blame Baker him. Baker didn't like it. He didn't like it. I don't didn't like him. not being played to start the season. Yeah. He didn't like that, apparently. I mean, he didn't like it. I mean, once again. But, man, it's worked. It's worked. He's got those guys believing in him, and they're slowly improving. Slowly improving. And, you know, we'll, we'll, I will be watching. Will I draft him in fantasy football? I may get him first. I don't know. I may try and beat him to you. This just depends. See, I think you should take him in round four. Ah, shit. Well, we've already <laughs> But we'll revisit the fantasy football thing situation. I'm James Reese. I'm Terrence Spain. This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast. It's been a pleasure. See you on the flip side. Peace out. And that is it, everybody, for the ramblings of Madman Part 3. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. We had a good time recording that series of episodes you know that was just essentially almost like a two hour plus conversation just condensed into three podcast episodes so you know i i really enjoyed talking about the social media self that's a pretty interesting topic that you know as a personal trainer you know it's uh it's a part of the game being social media that's there's no there's no if ands and buts about it that's just a part of the game it's it's honestly um to all the personal trainers out there or would-be personal trainers who are, you know, thinking about doing it, you know, you have to get on social media in order to really put yourself out there, get new clients, and and just show what you can do and what your clients can do. So I am uh, definitely not a stranger to that. And even with podcasting, I think, is very much a part of that paradigm of social media. So uh, that was... um, pretty fun to talk about the mouse thing was pretty unexpected obviously so and I I kept that in there I didn't want to that's that's just real life folks (laughs) that is real life um kind of just happening at the moment so instead of just editing that out you know you gotta have fun with it right so and then lastly you know as a as of this recording that you're hearing right now you know this is uh NFL championship Sunday so you got the AFC NFC championship so be curious to see if me and Terrence are right on our predictions. Uh, we're both pretty savvy when it comes to football, you know, predictions, fantasy football and whatnot. As, as Terrence, um, I think we mentioned, but, you know, he is very, uh, he's our fantasy in our, my league that I've had going for quite some time. He is this year's champion. So he's certainly, he's certainly uh, happy about that. <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, I guess on the podcast, officially congratulating him. Yeah, this is, uh, it's been about uh, three or four weeks since he's won. But um, I mentioned that, you know, for a reason. The Ramblings of Mad Men has now become much more than just a three-episode arc on the Cerebral Fit podcast. The Ramblings of Mad Men is now going to become a podcast itself. Yes, that's right. Me and Terrence have decided to join forces and create our own podcast that focuses on the NFL Specifically, though, fantasy football, but also based off the ramblings episodes that you just heard, we're going to talk about MMA, too. Yes, it's about time that we got something going on podcast style. We can, as you as you as you heard, we can talk a lot, a lot about football and a lot about MMA. So we're going to make something of it. And hopefully our first episode will launch Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'm legally able to say that. I hope the big game, whatever. But. That is going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday, so please, please tune in for the details of uh, that impending date. It's about two weeks away, I believe, from this date, so you will certainly hear more about it on a few more episodes of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. It's essentially just, um, I don't know, we could call it a sister podcast or whatever, but it it certainly will be uh, associated with the Cerebral Fit Podcast, and I will do some promotions for that as well, but uh, please keep your ears open for that podcast dropping here relatively soon uh anything else i can really off the top of my head i want to talk about uh before i I shut it off for today uh once again a big shout out to all my friends in the department of homeland security who as of this moment are still in a shutdown you know these guys and gals and all over the country they really really need to get their paychecks going and so I'll, I'll make no events, buts about it. I, I don't hold anything back when it comes to just the the toxic political climate that we are in. You know, pay my friends, y'all. And I'm saying when I mean y'all, I mean those overstuffed and overpaid politicians over in D.C. I mean, this is just quite ridiculous. But hopefully uh, an end will be in sight very soon. Hopefully tomorrow, hopefully the day after. You know, it's just, uh, this isn't a good thing, folks. This really isn't a good thing. And I can speak with experience and not just some political would-be pundit on social media. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this shutdown stuff. So nonetheless, my heart uh, is out to everybody in DHS going through this right now. Got some friends over another podcast I'd like to mention here, the Sneaky Bands podcast. They got some good stuff going on as of late. Tune into them. They're also available here on Anchor and Collar and Elbow, professional wrestling podcast I've started listening to. They're very much on the fold here on Anchor. Uh, professional wrestling, as you we all know, is a, is a, I'm a, big, is a big passion of mine. <laughs> and so they do a good job over there. So shout out to those guys. But nonetheless, um, this is it. I'm hungry. I had a good time hanging out with some family last night. A little too good of a good time and so i am in a recovery mode might actually go hit the gym here i need to you know just get that sweat out all the bad stuff and well just have a good start to the week so for terrence bain for myself this is the cerebral fit podcast we'll see y'all soon on the ramblings of Mad Men.